RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. As inevitable as green-skinned aliens and just as dangerous, it's Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. It must be Mission Log Live. I'm John Champion. And I'm Ken Ray. Yes, it is Mission Log Live, the show where you, our Star Trek pals, join us, your Star Trek pals, to talk about Star Trek. And tonight we jump the timeline in a big way. Return with us now to those heady days of December 2154, when Captain Archer nearly lost his ship because he got a whiff of what the green ladies were cooking. We are pleased to welcome one of those very Orions, Crystal Allen, who appeared as Dinesh in the episode Bound. She'll be here talking about her time on the NX-01, the upcoming Star Trek Las Vegas convention, and just how not easy it is being green. Also, anything else you would like to discuss, it is literally your call. So get your calls in. You can join us by clicking on the Zoom meeting link, or you can use the one tap from your smartphone, or you can call us at 669-900-6833, 669-900-6833. You're saying, wait a minute call you you mean no tapping no no clicking yeah just pick up the phone and give us a call 669-900-6833 then you punch in the meeting code those are the numbers on your screen uh place there lovely for your convenience <laughs> ah i was so close man that was, was so uh, it close. was almost professional it was almost it was, professional Ken. i say it was lovely lee yeah hey you know what's lovely lee is uh, that that the thing around your neck? You gotta oh. see. Oh. Like normally, you wear a pin. What? Oh. And I might have a. Hey, wait. What? Oh, What's that? How long has that been there? Jeez, that's Eight. my. Uh, that's my Comic Con badge. Yeah, yeah, which I've been. Uh, yeah, which I've been wearing for days. Apparently, I didn't. You know, I kept wondering what they were looking at at the grocery store, and apparently, uh, it was this. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to talk about what we did at Comic Con. Sure. Did I put all these pins on here? Um, thinking I would give a bunch of them away. And you didn't. Hmm. <laughs> well, I did at a couple okay. of events, but we'll get to the events in a minute. You had some other stuff you wanted to do first. I, I first of all, wash that thing. Second of all, yeah, hey to everybody who's joining us live on Facebook right now. Sorry, by the way, for the holdup. Technical things happened. It was a surprise. And our incomparable, incomparable technical director, Earl Green, heroes of the challenge, solved it all. Could have been a disaster if it were me or Ken. Disaster! Trump. Boom. Thank you for that. You're so welcome. hi to everybody who's in there. We've got uh, we've got Tate. We've got Cosmo. We've got uh, John Cooley. Cooley. We've got Casey. We've got Carlos. We got Chuck. Hey, Chuck. Uh, we just did a guest spot on Chuck's show. Can't wait to hear that and or see it. We got Tomas. We got Kim. We got uh, Stephen. We got Aaron. We got uh, so many people. Rick, everybody. Nice to see you. Thank you for joining us tonight. As Ken said, Call in, dial, click the thing on the thing, and you'll be live with us. And in a matter of mere minutes, Crystal Allen to talk about STLV and Enterprise and all kinds of exciting stuff. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, and uh, Ken, you, you want to say one last thing here before you talk about what's coming up, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I just want to thank everybody for checking us out live on Facebook or if you're catching the video later on YouTube, the place to do that, youtube.com slash Roddenberry prod. That's very cool. Of course, if you're getting the audio podcast, maybe through Apple podcasts, if you can find anything on Apple podcasts these days, don't get me started or uh, maybe on a, on downcast or uh, overcast or, or cast wrangler or any of the other podcast apps. 
because there are only about eight. Uh, wherever you find us, uh, first of all, thanks a lot. We really do appreciate it. It's, uh, it's the reason we do a live show is, is to get the interaction. And so just you listening as part of that, of course, if you want to join us live sometime, that's great too. The one thing that we would ask, uh, wherever you find us, please hit like, please hit share, uh, because the more you do that, the more people find out about what we do. And then, uh, and then your track pal, pal them. Ah, I did it again. Just gets bigger. There are more track pals to play with. That's what I'm saying. All right. That sounded pretty good. Hey, a little bit of news to cover. So I uh, just want to let everybody know that we are off from the live show for the next two weeks. Of course, we'll be in Vegas. Then we'll be coming back from Vegas. And Ken, if I know you recovering from Vegas for a few days, yeah. uh, though we might drop in from time to time while we're in Vegas. You might see the random live video show up and see what we're doing there. So. You want proof? You want proof that we live in a Star Trek future? I remember yeah. the the first year that I went to STLB, so 2012. Yeah, um, couldn't get a signal from one end of the convention center to the other. I mean, mm-hmm. really, like like you and I had not physically met, right? And so I didn't know exactly what to look for. I mean, I'd seen you on video and stuff, but I didn't know exactly what to look for. So I'm trying to send you messages. I'm trying to send Rod messages, and like 25 minutes after I ran into you guys, you got my message. Right. And now we're saying, yeah, we might just do a live thing, you know, from someplace, maybe from the masquerade, maybe from someplace where they won't kick us out for, you know, doing video in the uh, casino, uh, maybe from the show floor. Uh, Times have changed in such good ways that that we don't even know if we're going to do a show, but we might. Well, we might. We might. We could. We we have that kind of flexibility. Um, And I also... Yes. So uh, no show, no live show next week, no live show the week after that. Uh, And thank you to everybody who joined us at Comic-Con. We'll be talking a little bit about the news that came out of Comic-Con this year. And I just want to give everybody a heads up. This week, we'll be releasing one of the panel shows in place of your regular mission log. The next episode of Mission Log will be next week while we're in Vegas, then one of our STLV episodes the week after that. The reason uh, we don't want to pass out and die in the middle of convention season, and that is a very real risk uh, because there is a lot of travel, there is a lot of uh, running around and late nights, and we need to spread things out a little bit. So there will be a Mission Log, there will be panels, they'll be spread out a little bit, so... Uh, Nobody freak out, okay? Your your regular mission log will be back. It'll be cool. Um, Ken, tell us what's coming up at STLV, by the way. Uh, Things coming up at STLV, well, buttons. Like, like, uh, I don't know if you saw, but uh, for people who Mm -hmm. can't see, I'm wearing about nine or ten mission log buttons yes uh, we have those but we actually have those for all of the uh all of the shows on the roddenberry podcast network and that i mean that's a reason to stop by the roddenberry booth i mean they're also having a fire sale but it's okay because nothing actually smells like fire or smells like it was in one um uh, they're going to be having huge sales at the roddenberry booth so that's a good reason to stop by hosts of the various roddenberry podcast network podcasts are going to be at the booth so that's a good reason to stop by Grab yourself a free pin. That's a good reason to stop by as well. One for Mission Log, Mission Log Live. Basically, all the shows on the network, including. There's no point in a drum roll because we've already announced it. You want to talk about the? Uh, you want to talk about the new show? 
Yeah, shabam. People should go check it out. Go to podcast.roddenberry.com. You can download our new science show, Shabam. Follows uh, three kids who are separated from their families during a, a zombie apocalypse. And uh, through critical thinking and uh, and an understanding of science is, is how they, they get through their, their lives over 10 or so episodes. And they do connection pieces about science in the real world. And they are now uh, the newest members of the Roddenberry Star Trek podcast network. Wait, Roddenberry podcast. Networks, not yes, a yes. show. It is just a regular show. You just put them on a network that doesn't exist, talking about something they don't talk Boom. about. Otherwise, it's awesome. Yes, yeah. it's uh, so Shabam, good. by the way, is the name because I was like, I'm going to talk about the new show, and you're like, Shabam, and I'm like, yeah. tell tell people you're not just making Batman noises. That's, That's the name actually. of the show. Yeah. yeah, That's the name of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're going to be there as well, so you can pick up a pen, whatever. Uh, landing party, July 30th at the Masquerade Bar at the Rio. That's basically where everybody comes together for the first time. I mean, we're going to be around a day earlier, I think. So if you see us in the hall, you know, feel free to say, hey, don't touch either of us, nor look us directly in the eye. But, you know, say hi or something. <laughs> the first time you're actually allowed to touch John Champion is July 30th at the Masquerade <laughs> Bar in the Rio. And then Thursday uh, at 11.45 a.m., it's the Roddenberry panel. Curious what that's going to be about? Yeah, you should go there and find out. 11.45, that'll be in the big theater, the great big theater, the theater that takes about 15 minutes to walk from the back of that theater to the stage. That's the theater that'll be in. And then later in the day, the smaller theater is that it's still the D Kelly theater, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, is. The Forest Kelly theater will be doing the mission log panel there uh, Thursday at 3 PM. We have settled on a topic, that topic, Star Trek's job in the 21st century. It must have one, right? Cause we keep talking about it. It's doing stuff, but what is Star Trek's job in the 21st century? Exactly. Thursday, 3 p.m., the Forest Kelly Theater. Find out. Uh, John Champion will be there. Ken Ray will be there. And word on the street is Rod Roddenberry will be there as well. So I'm a big fan of his work. He's not bad. He's not mm-hmm. bad. I, th- I think he might go places. Yeah. So, so yeah, do that. Uh, we got a happy hour on Thursday night at the I-Bar. So about uh, two hours after our panel ends, uh, go to the I-Bar, which is the one sort of right in the middle. See, the key to running a good event at STLV is put yourself where people are going to be anyway. But we're going to be at the I-Bar and would love it if people stop by for that. Ha! Ah, then there's the Roddenberry Podcast Network panel on Friday at 4 p.m. And then after that, uh, you know, who cares? Yeah, you so much everything at that point. There, there's so much happening. By the way, Jim in the uh, chat says, I will stop by your booth every time I'm at STLV. Every year or like every day, he will stop by our booth. I'm fine with either of those things. I mean, honestly, there are people who I look forward to seeing every year um, who I now consider friends. And it basically started with I was on one side of the table. They were on the other side and they just kept stopping by. So, you know, that's that's great, Jim. We look forward to seeing you um, a minimum of three times this year. Yeah, Maybe exactly. More. Hey, and don't forget, Sansar will be in Vegas. If you haven't tried out our VR space yet, this will be the perfect opportunity. And look, if you can't come to Vegas, we will have special guests live in Sansar with you wherever you are in the world. Jeffrey Combs, Tim Russ, Susie Plaxon, Ethan Phillips, Casey Biggs, the great John Billingsley, an awesome dude. They will all be in Sansar at different times during the, the week of STLV. So check back on Roddenberry's social media at Roddenberry and at Roddenberry official. We'll get that list up for their times so you can check out all the fun. Let's hit the poll, shall we? Let's. Last week, the question was, have you been to a Star Trek attraction? Yes, 38%. No, 62%. 
Uh, I, yeah, I don't guess those numbers are going to change a lot over the next few weeks because, <laughs> you know, they're kind of slim pickings. Um, not the singer. He's great. No. Uh, we have a poll question for this week as well, John. Yeah, we do. We asked you because, well, we we're talking about STLV tonight with our special guest, Crystal Allen, coming up in a moment. And, uh, and it's on our minds. STLV, Star Trek Las Vegas. Will you be there? Uh, I'm sorry to say that right now, yes, it's only at 12%. No, at 88%. Um, I hope that all 12% of you who answered that poll, you will stop by our table uh, and Crystal's table and uh, and everybody else. So uh, let's make the most of it. All you yeah. 12%. <laughs> you 12 percenters, you. Yeah. 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 Jim, you might have to double up on the number of times you stop by. <laughs> right. right. No pressure. Yeah. It's just, you know, you're representing for all. Well, 88% of the Mission Log Live uh, listening and viewing audience. Sounds yes. Like. Hey, uh, really quickly, we want to bring uh, Crystal on. And thank you again for everybody who held on late while we got our late start. Uh, but there was some news to come out of SDCC recently. Uh, if you weren't there, uh, maybe you've seen it uh, online. Of course, a lot of coverage about Picard, et cetera. But a few news items we want to hit. Ken, uh, take it away, if you would. Uh, I got incredibly lucky uh, and got to go to Hall H. And I never thought I would ever get to go to Hall H for anything. And yet there I was um, recording their audio and selling it at a modest profit. <laughs> Not really selling it. I'm sorry. It was just so we could actually cover it and talk about it and, you know, have it to refer back to. Uh, so the big announcements, of course, they talked about Discovery Season 3, the fact that it is going to be a thousand years in the future, all that stuff. Kind of interesting. I don't want to go so far as to say Discovery is old hat, but we know the players on Discovery. I mean, yes, they introduced a new character. His name is Book, or they call him Book. His name is actually Booker. Uh, the actor was there. His name escapes me right this minute. That was kind of exciting, but we've heard all of that before. The two new things that they talked about, well, three. Uh, lower Decks, first of all, which is the uh, which is the thing from Mick, uh, the guy from Mick and, uh, Rick and Morty, uh, Michael McMahon, correct? Or Mike yes, McMahon? Mike McMahon, yeah. Yeah. Um, honestly, that was probably one of the two greatest things to see on stage because he is so obviously a Star Trek fan and he is so obviously a nerd. And a lot of times when somebody says it's really exciting to be up here, you can tell they were practicing five or six different reads for that before they got up there to say how excited they were. Mike McMahon was nuts. I mean, he was just so incredibly excited to be up there to be making his own Star Trek. Uh, and of course, if you don't remember what Lower Decks is, it's basically a bunch of ensigns. It's a bunch of people who it turns out the show is about while the, you know, the people who are actually up on the bridge think the show is about them. It's really about the people on the lower decks and just like, it, like his joy for the whole thing. And, uh, and also he's a TNG guy, which, you know, I am as well. So it takes place. He's actually got it in the timeline. It takes place after the events of nemesis. So they're still in the Star Trek universe, but they're doing sort of the, um, you know, sort of the goofy stuff that, you know, happens someplace, even if most shows don't concentrate on it. Uh, it was during the Lower Decks announcement that uh, Alex Kurtzman said that he thought, you know, that he listens to all the podcasts out there and he really likes all the podcasts out there. And he said he thought it was time that Star Trek have an official podcast. <laughs> and, and, and I think I think we've all thought that even when the Star Trek did have an official podcast yeah um it's going to be one of the actresses from lower decks she's very excited about the uh access that she's going to have to actors and writers and stuff and who can blame her <laughs> finally uh picard uh picard was the big of course news at, but there was even bigger news than picard being there because it's like okay patrick stewart's going to be here here's this new thing it's pretty much going to be the tentpole i think for 
the next round of, of signups for a CV, uh, CBS All Access. But then they played the trailer, and, uh, and wh- what the heck is Jerry Ryan doing there? Jerry Ryan is seven of nine. She's coming into, I want to say coming back to work with Picard, because as far as I know, they've never been on screen before together, at least not in those roles. But there she is. And then all of a sudden, at the very end, there's Picard playing cards with somebody being played by Brent Spiner. Uh, it could be, it's not lore. Uh, people keep saying, oh, it could be lore. It's not lore. No. We don't, I mean, we don't know, but it's not lore. Um, it could be B4. It could be in some weird way data, or it could be the data has finally evolved back into B4. Who knows what? But anyway, that was amazing. Being in that room when he turns up on screen, and then of course, Brent Spiner was there being his usual irascible but funny self. Um, just a tremendous, tremendous thing to be part of. I, I will say, I was lucky enough last year at STLV to be in the room when uh, Patrick Stewart came out and announced he was doing Picard. The level of excitement in Hall H when, when Brent Spiner showed up on screen was, was comparable. It wasn't quite as high, but it was comparable. It was kind of amazing. Um, so that was a tremendous amount of fun. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's how I spent my weekend. That and, uh, that and drinking with people, John. Yeah, there was a little bit of that. There was that a little was bit bad. of that. There was yeah. a little bit of that. Um, I believe uh, that morning about 1030, you asked me uh, if I was anywhere near the convention center. And I said, yeah. no, I'm, uh, I'm in bed right. <laughs> in the hotel. This is, this is how, how, Hall H. This yeah. is how unprepared we were for Hall H. Yes. Had John been near the convention center, he'd have been doing that recap right then. Yes. But we didn't yeah. know. We didn't even know that we were going to be able to get in. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, who can get there? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I, I apparently was the most fit. Oh man, yeah. what a sad organization we are. That's, if that's the rough. case. Yeah. I was the most fit and able to get there as quickly as possible. But hey, enough of our jibber jabber. It's time that we brought on our guest because, uh, look, Ken, for those of uh, our audience who know who have been following Mission Log and know what we've been covering, the original series, the animated series, Next Gen, and we're into DS9 now, they may not know about this little show called Enterprise. It was on right. in 2000. Yeah, they may not know. And, and now I watched it. Uh, now I caught it kind of late and then I had to go back, but I, I watched it and, and I thought, man, they just did some really cool stuff during season four. What a great way to sort of reinvigorate a show that, uh, that, that may not have been around much longer and wasn't around much longer, but they did some cool, thoughtful, interesting stuff. And I have to tell you, it was a real pleasure to go back and rewatch an episode before having our special guest on tonight. Now, you may know her. I'm certain that you know her if you're in our audience as Dinesh from the episode Bound, which was in that fourth season. But she has done so much more stuff, and we are happy to have her to talk about that and to talk about STLV. Welcome to the show at last, Crystal Allen. Thank you, guys. I'm happy to be a part of the show, John and Ken. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, I'm excited about um, going to Vegas this year. Now, you missed out the last couple of years, right? Well, yeah, so. I, I went two years ago. I two usually ago. go every two to three years. Yeah, I don't go every year. I go. Okay. I went the first year after Bound was aired, which was like 2005. Yeah. 2005 or six. That was my first year. I went with all the girls, the, the three girls that were in the show. And then ever since then, I just kind of go every couple years. And, you know, it's, it's really fun. And I make it fun because 
I, I make it sort of like we go, I go see shows and I get to, you know, hang out with the fans and it's, it's actually really fun. <laughs> now, now what it was, was Star Trek Vegas. Was that your first convention appearance? Yes. I had never, I mean, I didn't even know what I was getting involved in when I booked the, sh- the show. Yeah. So did you think it was completely nuts when you showed up in Vegas and there's 5,000 people who are all into this thing? I mean, the producers warned me, like when I booked the job, they said, you understand what's like what the family that you're entering into and the fan, the fan base. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I, I mean, I didn't even know. St- I mean, I, I hate to sound ridiculous, but I didn't even know Star Trek was on, you know, there was many, all the, I, I knew Star Trek existed, but I didn't know it was still on the air. I just went in for the role <laughs> innocently and did my best. And, um, and, the, and one of the producers said, you know, you're, you're like, you're, you're going to like, you're going to have longevity with this. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, she's like, just with the conventions and like the, the, the people and the fans, be, you know, just, it's going to be fun. And I'm like, am I going to have to be green? <laughs> And I'm like, no, just for this episode, you will. You know, seven or eight days. Of it or Not often. You don't have to be green often. Right. Yeah. And I mean, she said, yeah, our last green lady, she went to the convention and she had a ball and she made great money. It was so fun to have her. And that's when I said, was she green? Because that was just a normal question. Like, because, you know, it's you want to be comfortable. But now, wait, have you done, have you appeared in green since being on the show? Have you, you haven't done that at a, at a convention or something, have you? Not at a convention, but I okay. did for that movie, Unbelievable. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, Return yeah. to the Green, yeah. 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 Okay. So, so how have you found it? I mean, <laughs> how have you found uh, becoming a part of that whole thing, going to, uh, going Amazing. to the cons and things like that? Amazing. I, I mean, it's been going on so long, I can't believe I'm still, invited and I can, you know, go and sign autographs and see all my fans and they catch up with me. And I, I still get fan mail every day, almost from fans. And it's just, they're just so loyal. The Star Trek fans are so loyal. I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be a part of the Star Trek. Anything start anything to do with start. If you were on Star Trek, I don't know. It just like, I think everybody understands that, that, that is in the franchise. They know that once you're in, you're in. You know what I mean? It's a family. See, that, yeah. that's the thing that I don't get. It's, you know, uh, uh, everybody who is a guest actor gets the same speech that you got, which is you realize this will change your life. You realize that once yeah. you show, you will always be. And I think that probably 99% of people, they, they, they hear those words and they go, oh, okay, well, so I'm, I'm now on a big show as opposed to some other show that might get you know, might go overlooked. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it just sort of goes in one ear out the other, but then you actually go to a thing, you actually show up and there are all the fans. You can do a hundred other shows, but 5,000 of those fans aren't showing up somewhere for you. Right. So I, I think the, the experience of that has to be something totally different from just hearing it out of somebody's mouth. Yeah. When I showed up, up time ago, but when the first time I showed up, it was just like, you're right. It was just a lot of crowds coming around, which was fun, you know, great. We were just signing autographs, but we should have set it up differently. But, you know, we, we made a lot of money and we had a lot of fun, but it was like, um, it was just so much, you know, and it was, you know, it was, it was interesting. I, I, I mean, Bobby Sue was there and I think Manina was there. Um, Sia wasn't there that year. I don't know. 
but she was in the original. She was the three, the three of us were in the original show. The other girl was um, Bobby Sue. She was on an, an, another episode. Mm-hmm. So we didn't even know her, but there was the three of us and we just signed autographs and took pictures with people. I mean, that, no one told us what to do, how to do it. You know, we didn't have, I didn't have a signing agent back then. It was just like, I was thrown into it. So, and then, you know, as I went along, I started like getting more little conventions here and there. And then I started getting little jobs just from being on Star Trek because Tim Russ would hire me on, you know, like, for example, of gods and men, he just hired me. He didn't even know who I was. He just knew I was, you know, from enterprise. And so I did that fan film with him. And then it just started like, I just started because I was fresh into Los Angeles back then, you know, it was one of my first jobs. I was, as you say, green. Green meaning I wasn't a seasoned actress that I am now. I was like, fresh off the boat from New York. I mean, I had done Sex and the City and Sopranos. I did a couple little roles. And then I came over here and I was like, it was it was my very first, I think, guest star in Los Angeles. <laughs> so, you know, being sprayed painted green from head to toe, literally in a thong at Paramount didn't phase me because you have to understand I was a model for, you know, 10 years before that. Does it like does it does it sort of set a weird precedent though? Do you think like, well, this is this is what it's like? <laughs> well, I danced in it too, which is good because I was a dancer for so long. So it didn't seem that unnatural. I mean, it was just like, wow, this is like a a cool job, you know, whatever. Or this is how it is. But I mean, I didn't. A lot of people would have a lot of problems with the makeup, and I did it at certain points. I got angry. Oh, after seven days with people touching you and. Like you don't understand. Like you literally lose your mind a little bit. Now, <laughs> now hang on. Did, did they, I didn't realize that you worked seven days because I, you know, yeah. the, the Orions are in various pieces, but not in every shot. And that that's a long work. Seven days straight on a show. And well, it wasn't seven days straight. They oh, no. shoot, you know, ten episodes at a time. Yeah, so yeah. we had like ten days, and then um, what happened was we had to do reshoots. Oh, okay. Okay. Reshoots because I guess Paramount or CBS saw the dailies and they were like, um, we don't want them in normal clothes. It was like a whole thing. So originally after we got into the ship (laughs) and started taking over with our little naivetes and we don't know anything and we're just slaves, um, Mm -hmm. we started taking over the ship and then they put us into, um, you know, little, cages or whatever you call them i don't know Sorry, what do you call them what, what when they had you in the... they, they put you in jail yeah yeah they had right. the, the the brig in the decon room right. yeah yeah so they put us in these rooms and um we were they put us in they took off of our our costumes sorry i just have these right here they took off our costumes oh okay yeah and then they put us in like you know, regular clothes. And then we shot the whole scene with the whole on the bridge with everybody. And then the, the studio execs looked at the dailies and they're like, this doesn't make sense. They should not be in their, you know, civilian clothes. Let's keep them in these. Cause this yeah, is better. well, sure. I mean, for <laughs> once the studio executives yeah, were right. Sense. Yeah. You did look weird. It, it was a strange look. I was like, Oh my God, this is just awful. I'm so glad they kept us. In yeah. But um, yeah, so that was one, that was one of the things we had to do some reshoots. So we had more days in green. Yeah. 
By the way, do, do they do the uh, the, the whole uh, hairspray trick? Uh, because if you're, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of shots with the Orions in close proximity, physically with the other cast members touching and stuff. And then, in order to not get makeup on your fellow actors, uh, what they would do with the experience is they would spray down with a bit of uh, a bit of Aquanet on top of the makeup to make it stay. Um, no it's a little tip, it little was, tip for all you amateur powder. Yeah. Okay. I don't know about Aquanet. No. Okay. Go ahead. I didn't Debbie. remember six, the six, Aquanet nine. there. I wouldn't. Like maybe powder. Yeah. 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 Uh, six six nine nine. Powder on top of uh, paint, it settles it so it doesn't. Right. You know, but right. still, every time I kiss the guy that uh, the guy that was playing the engineer, they would have to you know go in and. <laughs> right. Uh, 669-900-6833 is the phone number to call 669-900-6833 or you can use the one tap from your smartphone or if you're on our Facebook page uh, click the link there use the meeting code uh, talk to Earl and then Earl will have you on with us is it Rudy who's standing by I believe it's Rudy who's standing by it is yes hi guys Rudy how you doing tonight absolutely what's up what's on your mind tonight Rudy well I mean Mainly on my mind, if you can see behind me here, this little guy right there, uh, I've been thinking a lot about Picard and the upcoming show, and I'm very excited for it. I have a lot of thoughts of what I want, um, but I kind of wanted to talk about the hype for the new shows and how, you know, in the, the lead up to Discovery, there was a lot of excitement followed by, for some, a lot of disappointment, for others, a lot more excitement. And I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on, uh, with all the stuff that's come out, what are you excited for in in what's coming up? I mean, I'm hopeful. I I know the cast, certainly at least the main member of the cast, is someone that I, whose work I enjoy. I know the showrunner's work and really enjoy his stuff. I know that the design looks amazing and, and in modern Star Trek has been great across the board. So uh, there's a lot of components that have me looking forward to this show and very few that have me concerned. But what are, what are your thoughts? I was very excited to hear that um, Frakes is back as number one and that Marina is back as, uh, as Troy. I, I, I'm excited that we might see those characters. I hope we don't have all of the characters. Like, First of all, they're talking about it now in terms of season one, as opposed to, as originally I think when we first heard about it, it was going to be like a six-part, maybe a ten-part miniseries and Patrick Stewart was sitting up on stage talking about in this first season. Yeah. So I don't need them to throw everybody in now. Everybody doesn't have to be there right this minute. I like the idea that we might see other parts of his life, you know, as the show goes on. Uh, you're right. Michael Chabon is fantastic. I love his writing. Um, am I worried? Sure. They could absolutely mess it up, but honestly, I'm, I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to think about it or figure it out. Or, you know, I know people who could tell me things about it and I'm not talking to them right now <laughs> because I don't want to know anything. I'm just excited. Um, and certainly I could be disappointed. And certainly we all could, but uh, I'm not even thinking about that part right now. I'm just stoked. Curious what your answer is, John. Yeah, I'm, I'm about the same. I mean, uh, by the way, I thought they named the dog number one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, look, 
I try not to be spoiled by whatever. I try not to read too much into anything. And I certainly try not to read the comments. Uh, funny, tied into our guest tonight, who was on Enterprise. That was one of the things that kind of ruined Enterprise for me at the beginning was there was just so much stuff on the Internet at the time. Fans going nuts and picking it apart. And that's what made me stay away from that show the first few seasons. I don't want to be spoiled like that going into a new show. I was excited to see Patrick Stewart. I'm excited to see an older actor in this older character who we get to see the arc spread out now another 25 years. And that played really well with other characters like Spock, who the first 25 years of Star Trek is about him. I'm excited to see that play out. I'm excited for a deep character dive in one of the more interesting characters that has come out of the franchise. So I don't need to be wowed every week by special effects. I don't need a ton of action in the show. That's one of my complaints about Discovery is sort of setting a clock by the uh, the action scenes in that show. Um, I just want to let Patrick Stewart act. And I want to see that character blossom and whatever he's been through in the last 25 years get revealed over time. So um, I, I, yeah, like you can, I don't need to see everything. I don't need to see everything tied in all the time. I don't need to see every character from next gen. Don't make it fan service. Just give us enough of the, the clues of what's happened over time. I mean, that's that's really about it. Just tell a good story with good characters. That's what it comes down to, right? Am I wrong here, Rudy? No, you're absolutely right. (laughs) And I think having Picard as your main character will let you get in a little bit of that nostalgia without having it be fan servicey, like you were just saying. Yeah. Because Picard as a person has that same nostalgia for the next gen era that I know I have. And I think the people creating the show also have. So if, if he, you know, happens to come across a galaxy class ship and have a moment that it takes his breath for a moment, that'll be nice without, I don't, I trust them not to dwell on it or have this come up every day or have, you know, a weekly segment where Riker and Troy comment on what's been going on. You know, nothing. Maybe they can wrap up every episode. Like they were watching it. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, they could, they could show up and, and freeze the program. Exactly. Enterprise. Look, the great thing about Patrick Stewart is that he is so good that he can ground anything. You, you believe what he's doing. You believe the scene that he's in. And I was having a conversation with somebody today, actually saying, you know, the great thing about characters like Kirk or like Picard is that they're, they're extraordinary because they are ordinary people who are really good at what they do, who always try to do better. It's not magic. There's nothing special about it. They just are, they just are who they are and are constantly pushing their own boundaries to be better than who they are. Patrick Stewart can take the most insane, crazy situation and make you absolutely believe the heart of what's happening there. Um, so just, just let him do that. That's fine. That's good enough. So, uh, Rudy, hey, thanks for calling in tonight, okay? Let's do hey, it again. Thank you, guys. Thank you for being here, Crystal, and thank you to Earl, too. All right. Hey, you're coming to Vegas? I'm not, but I've 
you've got me into the little starships and I figure you'll get me into <laughs> Vegas next year. <laughs> All right. Very good. Take care. You too. Six six nine nine hundred six eight three three is the phone number to call. Six six nine nine hundred six eight three three. Or you can use the one tap from your smartphone or click all the links on Facebook. Don't click all the links on Facebook. No. But click the links on Facebook to get you to us. And then, uh, well, actually, they'll get you to Earl. And then Earl will get you to us. And then uh, we're off to the races. Um, except I'm going to stop us now and ask, do you want to do some business, John, or do you want to blow through? No, I want to do a little bit of business. And also, I just want to mention that Dave Taylor in the chat says, uh, in this, Riker and Troy have a podcast. So I think that's that as well happened in the Picard nice. series. And, that's, that's fantastic. Hey, maybe like the third or fourth reboot of uh, of a podcast, they could try that one. Because why not? <laughs> right. By the way, I, I threw that out there because Dave says, "John, read our comments." And yes, well, I, I've gotten to it. Believe me, I am. Uh, so we'll 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 come back to this for sure. But. I do want to stop for just a second. And those of you who are regular listeners, regular viewers, you know, it's time that we say hi to a very special friend who is in the audience tonight. Scott Palm. He's in there. You can say hi to Scott. Scott will say hi back to you. Now, we always point out Scott because of the fundraiser that we're doing for Scott for the heroic curriculum. Now, the curriculum is part of what Scott created with the Pop Culture Hero Coalition. That, of course, was created by Chase Masterson with the effort to end childhood bullying. Now, Scott comes in with a very special part of that, heroic, with two goals. The first is to teach children who have serious physical disabilities important values like resilience, having a healthy identity, breaking barriers, and other crucial mental health and life skills. The other part of the other goal is to teach the peers of those children who have disabilities important values like inclusion, ending marginalization, and being an ally. Now, coming up, October is Bullying Prevention Month, and it also happens to be Cerebral Palsy Month. If we reach our first goal, and we are way more than halfway there, Scott's program can start and then run for a full six months. So we're keeping the fundraiser alive throughout the summer and into the fall until we reach that goal. It is great work, and it is not the easiest work because Scott has cerebral palsy. So he will need an assistant, and they will need to spend a lot of time getting this program out into schools where the work is so desperately needed. And that is why the Roddenberry Foundation is joining with you to help Scott help the world. Go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash mission log pod. You will see a link to the fundraiser there at the top of the page. Same thing on Twitter, twitter.com slash mission log pod. And every dollar that you give will be matched by the Roddenberry Foundation. So you'll be contributing to something that truly embraces the values of Star Trek put into action. And remember, the Roddenberry Foundation doubles your donation. If you're going to give a dollar, it becomes $2. You can give 10 bucks, it becomes 20 bucks. Facebook.com slash mission log pod. Look for the post, make a donation. And even if you can't give a donation, just share the post. We'd appreciate it. And you might even help make the world a better place. So I see Scott right now saying hi to people and other friends saying, hey, to Scott, thank you for that. And uh, please do whatever you can. Six six nine nine hundred six eight three three is the phone number to call. Six six nine nine hundred six eight three three, or you can use the one tap from your smartphone, or uh, if you're on Facebook, click the link there. Uh, enter the meeting code. You'll be on with Earl, and he will have you on with us. Our guest tonight is Crystal Allen uh, Dinesh from the Enterprise episode Bound. I got a question. Um, 
You said that you weren't terribly familiar with Star Trek before you uh, landed that role, but you've been doing, I mean, like Tim Russ hired you for, uh, for uh, that other thing because you were on enterprise, you've been going to the conventions. I'm curious. I'm assuming more than a gig, although uh, tell me if I'm wrong uh, since ending up on a ship called enterprise, what has Star Trek come to mean to you? Um, Again, a fan, loyalty, loyal fans, a family, the people in the industry, the people, the other actors from every ep, like different ep, episodes and also just different series I've become close to, especially Voyager, um, because I was in that nook of just Enterprise ending and uh, I became really good, good friends. And we started, they just started, um, you know, using me in their short films or, or, like for like of gods and men, for example, Star Trek to me is just um, really, really, um, what's the word? Just loving is, is does that make sense? Loving. I, I just feel love when I go to the Star Trek convention and I speak to the fans. I really feel that they're the most they're they're so authentic and they're so loyal and they're just so excited to be a part and to be at the convention and to be at this thing. And they, they save up all year and they come and they, they want to speak to the, the, they want to talk about the storylines and they want to talk to the fans and they want to talk to us. And it just makes you, you know, being an actor is very difficult, right? So it's up and down. It's, you know, one minute you're hot and you're only hot as your last movie. So for me, when I go to these conventions, especially the Star Trek conventions, not just any convention, because that's everything, but especially specifically the Star Trek conventions, I feel the love. There is a huge difference. You're right with the Star Trek convention. I only did my first Comic-Con last year. uh, So I've I've only been there twice. And pretty much the only conventions I've done are either, I think I did like one sort of general fan convention, the two Comic-Cons, and then a couple of Star Trek conventions and STLV for the past like seven years. Mm -hmm. And, and, the cool thing about Comic-Con is everybody there is a geek, but, but they're geeks in so many different ways. Like, you know, I, I'm a Superman guy. Well, I'm an anime guy. Well, I'm a Star Trek guy. Well, I'm a Star Wars guy. And it's neat that you can all be there and, and sort of like, you know, own your fandom at the same time, you're each owning a different fandom. And there is something very different, be it the little uh, con that I did about three years ago in Albany, where I want to say maybe a hundred people, maybe a hundred people showed up with easily 15 celebrity guests. So, I mean, it was an amazing con, but everybody there showed up for the exact same reason. And it was Star Trek and, and the same thing in Vegas. So, I mean, that, that love is what you get off that. It's not, uh, not surprising at all. And, and by the way, by the way, Crystal, you worked with one of my favorite casts. Like all of the casts of Star Trek are very good. And it kind of becomes redundant when you point out like Patrick Stewart was great in this or Leonard Nimoy is great in this. Of course they are. But uh, the Enterprise cast is a lot of fun. They're, they're right. And, and you had a lot of scenes with, uh, with Dominic and, um, well, and, and uh, of course, Connor. I mean, that he, he's just, he's yeah. terrible. He, he's uh, awful, uh, as a human being and, you know, difficult to look Connor's at. the best. <laughs> I was with Connor at, uh, we did also with Walter. Um, we did Vulcan. <laughs> you, you, oh, okay. All right. So, Ken, so there you go. Going back to Albany. 
I was at Vulcan where I used to, I used to, I'm from Calgary. Like I used to live in Calgary. My mom's used to, I mean, it, Vulcan is like a place where we would like drive through. It was like this tiny little town. And it's all about Star Trek. And this is before I was even on Star Trek. And here I am in Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> this parade of people just so happy to see us and i had so much fun they were so loyal canadians as well so i'm canadian so that makes sense well ken there's another person who has to be love. has to be on the bus uh, for our uh, giant mission log trip to vulcan alberta canada when that yeah. happens in 2026. Yes, right after the oh, Moonlighting podcast in 2020. Uh, <laughs> Seriously? Like, I, got, I got to check my book. No, yeah. it's, it's, it's been a thing that we've been, it was a joke that we did for a long time. Basically, I was on a panel and I asked one person as a joke if they had been, and the joke failed so horribly mm. that I then asked the next six people that came up thinking that it would eventually be funny. And it wasn't until two years later, we started doing a live podcast and uh, then it became a question that we asked everybody. And I don't think it actually got funny then, but now it's, uh, <laughs> despite it not being funny, it's still a bit we do. Hey, uh, Keith is uh, standing by to talk to, uh, to one or all of us. Uh, good evening, Keith. What's on your mind tonight? I'm going to go with all. Talk to all of us, Keith. Ken, John, pleasure as always. Earl's doing his usual good job in the control room. Crystal, it's a delight to talk to you. I actually almost didn't recognize you at first because you weren't green. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Same. I know. I know. That's so cliche to say. Waste up, but, you know, didn't have the right shade. <laughs> but he, I, I, seriously, go back and watch the episode, and and you will definitely now meet in Crystal tonight, virtually. You go back and watch the episode, and you just go, yeah, that's Crystal. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I just finished recording my segment for Computer Talk Radio because I do the um, Apple uh, and Mac uh, segment on that radio show. And my host was like, what do you want to talk about tonight? I said, I really am not paying attention to anything Apple related because there's so much news coming out of SDCC this week and STLV is coming up. I want to talk about Star Trek. Is it imagination, John, or were there more people uh, in Star Trek regalia this year than last year? That was your imagination. No, really? <laughs> no, no I, I, I don't know. Honestly, I mean, uh, I, I noticed a lot, but I also felt like I was walking around just trying to get from point A to point B and, and not really paying attention to the uh, cosplay as much. But then you and I were in places with Star Trek people. You know, we're, we're doing the Roddenberry panel. We're doing the, uh, the, the podcast panel. We're doing things where people are coming to see us to talk about Star Trek. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I wasn't just talking about in the room that we're in because I expect the room we're in there might be a Delta or two. But I just mean, like walking down the hall, it felt like there was yeah. a, it felt like there was a bit going on. Oh, look, I'm well. just upset that I didn't get to meet Captain Chaos and you did twice. I, mean, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't bother him the second time because, you know, he, he's out there doing his thing. But yeah, the he's first got, time he's got things to do. Yeah. 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 What else is on your mind tonight, Keith? I am so excited about, I mean, obviously Picard looks amazing with the new trailer they just released, but I've been a huge fan of Anson Mount and Pike and um, everybody from the original series Pike era that came to discovery and to see Rebecca Romaine and Ethan Peck in the trailer for the short treks and the fact that this 
pre-TOS Enterprise crew is going to be in three of the six short treks. You Mm -hmm. can no longer convince me that they are not priming us as an, as a Trek loving audience for a Pike led Star Trek series. You just can't. I mean, it was one thing to say, I mean, cause there are people out there saying, Oh, well, Anson Mount really misses his wife when he's away in production. But you know what? Even just a couple of seconds, we see him on screen in this trailer tells me it's coming. All right. Okay. So here's the thing, because we were talking a minute ago about not wanting to, you know, try to guess what's going to happen. But I feel like one of those short treks is the one where Pike ends up um, being hurt. You think? There was, I, I, well, only because doesn't he de- deliver some line like uh, after today, I'll never be on a starship again or something along those lines. It looked to me like the same set where they should. I rewatched that section over and over again, because it feels like one of those things where the audio is very edited for the trailer. And I think that he said, at, when this is all over, I will be on a starship again. Because yeah. the first know. thing I thought he said, because I thought this was like some renegade Starfleet person, when this is all over, you'll never be on a starship again. But I, I, having watched it five or six times, I'm pretty sure he said, when this is all over, I will be on a starship again. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, either way, um, uh, they're teasing it a little too much. I don't know how much it was reported elsewhere, although I do know it was on, uh, I think it was on Daily Star Trek News at one point. He teased, Alex Kurtzman teased the room. He was like, so would you guys like to, would you guys like to see this? And everybody, mm-hmm. of course, cheered. And he said, okay, well, we'll think about it. So I don't know what that no, means. No, were, you, were you in that room? Because the way I heard yes. it, I, I didn't actually get to see the video of the battle. Yeah. The way I read write-ups about it is that the way he teased it was almost like a, hey, we're going to entice you with something we're really doing, but not really tell you. And then the crowd was rabid in their response. Well, I, <laughs> I, would, I would put it this way. What a great problem to have, right? That you have this breakout group of characters on a show that's already doing well. And then the audience goes, Oh, wow. We also want that. You know, that is awesome. And then to have the audience that excited about even the mere prospect of their return. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's just too cool to me. And then look, you, you know me, if you've been watching us long enough, you know that I have nothing but love for Anson Mount. So I'm happy with whatever we get of, uh, of that crew, uh, coming back. So, um, but yeah, I, I think, oh, wait a minute. And then Earl, Earl chimes in. I bet this kind of spinoff never happened with Joni Loves Chachi. Earl, <laughs> Earl. No, kind of spinoff fever, he said. The kind of spinoff, spin-off fever never happened. I did have one last thought. And um, well, one thing I want to know is after his comment in the turbo lift is Spock sending number one, um, like plenty emojis. I don't know. But <laughs> I was really excited. Yeah. I was really excited about the still images that were released for Lower Decks. And I was even more excited to find out that one of the voice actors portraying one of the characters, and I can't say which, their parents are one of my consult or one of my clients as an Apple consultant. So I actually made a phone call. I'm hoping to get an interview while all the Picard fever is going on. And uh, we'll have to wait and see. Very cool. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be kind of cool. Hey, thanks a lot for calling in. Good talking to you guys, Crystal. Wonderful job. Oh, thank you. 
All right. And by the way, uh, uh, since we were talking about uh, Connor and Dom earlier and kind of that, what a great cast that is. Uh, David says, wow, they're regulars at STLV. I sense a potential group photo op uh, with you and Connor and Dominic. And I say you can take that at the Masquerade Bar or um, or, or maybe at Shutters or maybe at Ibar. So yeah, maybe. Uh, what time is the thing on Thursday? Uh, oh, oh, happy hour. Happy yeah. hour is at uh, six o'clock. Yeah. Nine bar, yeah. Come yeah. by. That'd be fantastic. You because then there'd be at least three of us there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Because I've got the show. I'm supposed to be at seven o'clock show, but Oh, we'll the- we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. <laughs> Even if we have to go up there. I love those guys. Are you kidding me? We'll get together, we'll do a photo. They're awesome. I I mean, Dom is just literally at Shutter's bar about twenty-three hours out of the day. So that'll be easy. Just drag his stool over to Ibar. Connor, I'll find and we'll just we'll just make it happen. I walk by their tables like 10 times a day. So I'll just say, like, when do you guys want to just do photo together? Yeah. Nice. Figure out a time. See, there you go. There you go. But yeah, we we do have the uh, the happy hour. I think that'd be an easy way if, uh, you know, if Connor's not at the tables, then we'll uh, we'll make that happen. Yeah, listen up, you 12%. Seriously, you want to be there because we're doing a thing. And now there's going to be uh, pictures to prove it. Uh, so obviously, uh, Crystal, you had said that uh, you're going to be at SDLV. You'll have a table there. And, of course, people should just spot you when they're around. Uh, for people who are not going to be able to go to SDLV, if you wanted to direct them to any one thing, you have, uh, I don't know, Twitter, your, 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 uh, your presence on the web, how do people find you? Um, I guess the best way is my Instagram Crystal Allen 13. And then um, I, I usually post a lot of stuff on that. And then I also have, um, <clears throat> I have a Twitter, but I don't really use it. It's weird. I just, I don't know why I just, I'm just more of an Instagram person, but if you're wanting to get recipes, I also have an Instagram called Crystal Allen cooks and I, I do a lot of fancy stuff. Oh, cool. Okay. So Crystal Allen 13 or Crystal Allen cooks, both of those on Instagram. Yeah, but if of you're a fan, I would follow Crystal Allen 13 because that's where I post my latest stuff and, and what's going on. And then Facebook, too, where I'll put some stories up, too. Content cool. Kings, Content Kings right here. It's all about the content, Ken. Get it up on IG, Twitter, not so much Twitter. God, you're the worst. <laughs> Mission Long Live is produced. Hey, Crystal, I'm sorry, really quickly, thank you very much for joining us tonight. It was a true pleasure to have you on. Oh, my pleasure. We'll do it again. We'll see you all in uh, in Vegas. Mission yeah. Log Live is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. Executive producer Rod Roddenberry. Technical production on Mission Log Live. We were discussing it earlier, and we still think he's incomparable. Earl Green, ladies and gentlemen. Not only is he in the house, he's running it. Be sure to visit podcast.roddenberry.com for the latest from the Roddenberry Podcast Network, including not just Mission Log and Mission Log Live, but also Women at War, Priority One, The Trek Files, Daily Star Trek News, and and hitting the page any second. Shabam! Podcast.roddenberry.com If you'd like to support Mission Log directly, that'd be neat. Patreon.com slash Mission Log is the place to do that. Thanks to everybody who joined us live or later. And we will talk to you very soon. Podcast.roddenberry.com The Roddenberry Podcast Network.